Chapter 17 of The Boy Scouts on Sturgeon Island. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Boy Scouts on Sturgeon Island by Herbert Carter. Chapter 17. Robinson Crusoe. There you are, said Giraffe presently. Why, that shelf of rock looks just like it was meant to keep the rain off, declared Stephen, delighted at the prospect. Hold on, Bumpus advised. What ailed you now, Giraffe wanted to know. Why, you see, the stout boy went on to say. She looks kinder darker and gloomy under that same rock. But it won't after I get the fire started. You see, the night's beginning to settle down already, Giraffe told him. How'd you know there ain't something a-hiding in there, demanded Bumpus. At that, the lengthy scout laughed scornfully. Oh, that's the way the wind blows, does it? Well, you watch me eat your old wolf up. I'm hungry enough right now to eat anything, I reckon. Few of them could remember when Giraffe was anything but starving, for he always had the appetite of his along and working overtime. He immediately crawled under the ledge for the shelf of rock was not high enough to admit of his standing erect. Seems to be all right, admitted Bumpus. Of course it is. I thought I kinda oh think a wolf, if he showed good taste, would let me alone and wait for you, Bumpus, Giraffe called back. They hastened to deposit their burdens under the shelving rock. Now, Thad, don't you think it's a good idea to have everybody hustle and collect the wood fuel we could? The firemaker asked. As it's apt to rain any time now, answered the scoutmaker, and we'll be glad to have a fire all night. It seems as though we'd show our good sense by gathering wood while we have the chance. That's the ticket. You hear Thad speaking, fellows, so get busy. Giraffe showed them how by immediately starting in to collect such wood as lay conveniently at hand. Pile it up here while it'll keep dry, and we can get what we need from time to time, he told them. Many hands make light work, as the entire half-dozen boys busied themselves like a pack of beavers before long they had accumulated such a pile of good dry fuel as pleased Giraffe exceedingly. That's what I call a hunky-dory lot of wood, he finally declared. When Thad had announced that they must surely have enough to see them through the night, but better bring in a little more boys, because you don't know how fast the fire eats it up. As for himself, Giraffe was now ready to get his cherry blaze started. He actually wasted a match in doing this, muttering at the time that they were no use bothering with his fire sticks, which would come in handy later, perhaps when the stock of matches ran low. Well, every boy admitted that things certainly did not take the rosier who. Once the, that the fire began to crackle and send up sparks, that feels good, Giraffe, said Bumpus, holding his hands towards the, uh, the blaze. Sure it does, the firemakers went on to say. And we'll all feel better still after we get some grub inside, Thad. What are we going to have for supper? 
Nobody started making fun of Giraffe now. They were all pretty sharp-pushed and could sympathize with the hungry one. Oh, look over our stock and see what we've got, replied the scoutmaster. Only go slow and don't cook too much because nobody can tell how long we might have to stay here on this island. And we might have to come down to half rations yet. His words struck like a chill to some of their hearts. Giraffe, however, refused to allow himself to be concerned. Oh, don't worry, boys, he remarked. We ain't going to starve, even if we have to be marooned here for two weeks before a vessel can be signaled. Why, what use are the fishing lines to us if we can't take lots of finny prizes? Then if there's ducks around or anything else to shoot, we ain't got a gun. Last of all, I reckon we'd find lots of mussels or freshwater clams in the sand at the end of the island where we landed. Somehow... His hopeful spirit did a great deal to buy up some spirits of the other scouts. Even Bumpus volunteered to assist in getting supper ready. Indeed, there was no lack of cooks on this occasion, for everyone seemed willing to lend a hand. After all, youth is so hopeful and filled with animal spirits that it takes more than an ordinary backsight's to dishearten a parcel of healthy boys. By the time supper was done, they were talking like magpies, and it would be difficult to imagine that these six happy-go-lucky fellows were now actual crusoes of the Great Lake. Their boat, a wreck, and a deliverance, a very uncertain prospect of the future. That's the very last of the bacon, ain't it, giraffe? asked Stephen during the process of the meal sorry to say it is came the reply and don't it taste finer than ever though bumpus wanted to know that's always the way laughed thad yes added alan you never miss the water till the well runs dry but how about our ham is that gone too well, I should say yes, declared Giraffe, an injured look on his face as if he felt accusing eyes felt upon him. Suppose you think one poor lone ham with six hungry fellows to chod away at it could last forever, but it won't. If you want to know what we've got left, I'll tell you. Two cans of Boston baked beans, one of tomatoes, some potatoes, a package of rice, plenty of tea, sugar, coffee, three tins of milk, some chocolate, and three packages of crackers. Is that all, gasped Bumpus? So you see right away, tomorrow we've got to get busy trying to lay in some sort of supplies, Giraffe went on to say. How about that, Thad? You never said true words, was the scoutmaster's comment. Yum, yum. I don't know when I've enjoyed a supper like this. I have one, Stephen acknowledged. I hope it ain't the last time I'll hear you say that remark, Giraffe. I hope so myself, returned the other, because it'd be too bad if I had to quit eating at my tender age. Dad, do you think this island could be inhabited? It was Davy who asked this question, but Bumpus had been thinking along the same lines, for he nodded his head violently and smiled as he thought awaited Dad's answer with interest. Of course I couldn't say, the scoutmaster observed. It's only a small rocky island, you know, and people wouldn't live here the year row 
But they might have come here, ain't that so, Stephen insisted. Why, yes, to fish or shoot wild fowl in the season, Dad went on to say. Well, I sure hope there may be some white fish netters here right now, Stephen said. Well, if there ain't, let's wish they'd be coming along soon, Bumpus added with the fervency that a certain genuine. I wonder, Davy broke in with, what we can do if our boat was carried away, or we can, couldn't mend some the same. Huh, what did old Robinson do but built him a boat? Here are six boys, wide awake as they can make them. I'd like to know why he wouldn't do as much as one man. Bumpus said that this rather boastfully, not that he had so much confidence in his own ability to do things as he felt satisfied that Thad and Alan would be equal to almost any emergency. Well, we might, under the same conditions, the former told him. Ain't the conditions the same, inquired Stephen. He was wrecked, and so we are, you might call it. Yes, but there's no tree on this rocky island big enough to make into a boat that important him that's a fact they do grow dwarf trees here stephen admitted and suppose there was how could we ever chop one down with one little hatchet and follow out the log dad asked might take a year acknowledged the other we'd freeze to death here in the winter time because it gets awfully cold they say stephen continued why, we could walk over the ice and get ashore, David suggested. Guess the old leg don't freeze over solid any time. It's too big, ain't it, that Dad, Graf wanted to say. That's something I don't know, came the scoutmaster answer. And what's more important is I don't care, because we'll never stay here that long. Glad to know it, said Bumpus. Perhaps now our friends will be looking us up and coming to the rescue. You mean Smithy and Bob White, don't you? asked Stephen. That's who. And so they continued to discuss the matters with every few point possible, as only wide-awake boys may. Meanwhile, the scoutmaster, thinking that while the rain held off, he might as well step out and take a little look around, proceed to do so. Alan Hollister was sitting there, resting, listening to the arguments of the other boys, when he saw that the scoutmaster beckoning just outside the full glow of light cast by the fire. What's up, Dad? he asked as he joined the other. I think I've made the discovery that we're not alone on this island, came the answer. End of chapter 17. Recording by Guy 3. Dallas, Texas.